growing up the way that I did, wanting to be perfect, my sister and I were overweight. We would be called Bertha Butt. I had those teachers tell me that I wasn't good enough. My medical records is the way that they described me. Depressed, fearful, frightened, angry, helpless, hopeless, depressed, worthless, detached. And now I'm speaking to like 800 of you. And I'm not patting myself on the back, I'm really not. Our experiences, good and bad, make us who we are. A big one for me is my battle with mental illness and my stay in the mental hospital. It's my story, I'm not embarrassed, and it's the story that brings me to send you a long distance hug every single week. So welcome friend to Consider Yourself Hugged, episode 58. Today's hug, trauma with Dr. Jenny Severson. I am Dr. Tammy West here every week to bring you tips on living a life that brings you mental and emotional well-being. I am so excited that you're here today. Um, I have to give several little um, backstories, I guess, to today's today's episode. Um, last time I interviewed, I, I interviewed Jenny back in the beginning of March, and we said at that point that we knew there were going to be further episodes. So today she is back and she's talking specifically about trauma. So a couple of things I wanted to mention. The first is we recorded this before coronavirus virus took the toll that it's taking. I think the word coronavirus actually came up, but this is before it was what it is now. And so I think the timing is perfect. Jenny talks at one point about little T trauma versus big T trauma. And you've heard me talk about before that 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 I want us to wrap our minds around what we considered, air quote, sorry, normal daily life, you know, going to work, going to the store, taking care of kids, volunteering, whatever it is, versus things that are bigger than what we would consider normal daily life. And I say this in the episode, but I'm saying it again now because I want you to hear it in light of, I, I want it, I didn't want it to seem like I was disregarding what we're going through now because we are going through something together now. Then it was then there's just more than we could have dreamed of when all this started. So I pray that her words really speak to you today. The other thing I wanted to mention was Jenny talks about my day. She and I talked before we started recording about my day. And I was because we were going to record at nine. And I think I messaged her and said, can we do 9.15? It's been an unexpected kind of morning. So when we talked, I said, well, my granddaughter spent the night. I took her to school. She forgot her T-shirt. We were almost out of gas. I stopped to get gas. The gas pump didn't work. When it was, it was, we were almost to the school when we realized that she forgot her shirt. There was a wreck. We had gone a different direction. We were running late. So I dropped her off. And then I had to go to her house and bring the shirt back. But by the time I brought the shirt back, it was like prime drop-off time. So there's this huge line. And so I was telling her all these things, and she said, that sounds like little T trauma. So we talk about it in the episode, but I didn't say the details. So now you know what it is that I was telling her was going on that morning before we recorded. So I've read her bio to you before in the first episode. I really don't want to take the time to do that today. I'll post it in the show notes because I really want you to get right to hearing Jenny. I'll post any links that she talks about at the end of the show. Please do 
go to the show notes and read her bio again and and go to the links. There were a couple things that she talked about in the show. So without further ado, you really need to hear from Jenny. So here is Dr. Jenny Severson. So why why trauma? Why is this? And I do have questions, Jenny, along the way, just so you know. It'll okay, just, yes. So what, what is it about trauma? that, Especially because you said it last time, like toward the end, you just like, boom, trauma. So part of it is coming from my training with Brene Brown and her dare to lead work. And all of that is synthesized in a lot of different ways in books. There's one of the talks is on Netflix. I mean, it's out there and she really is exposing this thing like about your morning, Tammy, that we just talked about. (laughs) So the granddaughter forgot this, the gas pump didn't work. The like, these are what you would call like little T trauma. And then there's like big T trauma. But I think for a lot of us that live in, you know, we're not in a fight or flight situation. We're not in abject poverty. We're, we're living in a, a suburban or an urban city with a lot of access to things, a lot of good schools in our area, we can start to go inside of ourselves and say, oh, I shouldn't complain about that, or I shouldn't mm-hmm. be flustered by that. And part of that is true, I mean, like in a spiritual sense, but when we, when we it's kind of like that a thousand little cuts, and then we finally like explode. Yes it's kind of just keeping an inventory on that and kind of creating a clearing in the, in the morning and in the evening is one of the ways that I believe that I have been able to heal so profoundly over the last year of really kind of working a program of recovery, you know, and really taking care of my brain. It's like, here I'm this person that has learned all these things. Now I can actually apply them to myself. <laughs> okay. You know, but it's, it's, can we stop? Can we back up for just a minute? Because yeah. a couple things I want to say. First of all, um, I, if it's okay with you, Jenny, yeah. I put a link to the first podcast we did, so that when she talks about the healing and the things that she went through, you can hear more of her story on our first episode. If that's awesome. okay. Oh yeah. So, second thing I was thinking. Um, what was I thinking? Oh, that's funny. I, oh, well, right, right. Um, Jenny is Brene Brown certified as well. So I'll put, right. Is that correct? You went through her training? Yeah. So there's kind of, there's two, just to be super duper clear, uh, on that there's a certified train trainer where you sit with Brene Brown for three days, pay $10,000 then there's people that are dare to lead trained. So that means they've gone through, like I've gone through 32 hours okay. of that training. So when I do programs, I co-facilitate with a certified trainer. Okay, gotcha. So I'll post, just send me if you, because somebody might be interested in bringing you in to do that. So yeah. however they can find you, um, send me that. And if you're not familiar with Brene Brown, I did put a link in the last show. And then the other thing I wanted to say is, because um, you said a, a lot in a few minutes period of time, and I took a couple of notes, uh, and you went from little t, you said little t, big t, and then you brought up my morning, which I talked about in the intro quickly. So are you saying that it's 
that it's a tendency when we have just challenging mornings like that to tell ourselves it's no big deal because people are dying in other parts of the world and exactly. that's not necessarily a healthy thing to do. Exactly. You're not acknowledging that you're having a rough morning. You're just scolding yourself. So, and I'm referencing this specifically to my own self and my story. Like, how did I gain 50 pounds? We moved, I gained a ton of weight and it wasn't like, oh, it was like I got on the scale and it was like, oh, this isn't like, this is like a 20 pound weight gain. Like, and what I'm talking about is for me, that's how it manifested you know, wait. kind of eat, eating my way through my emotions. And what I'm getting at is... Well, wait a minute. Do you mean it wasn't, it was 50, but you said it was 20? Or are you saying it was 20 and then it was... Oh, Sorry. so like, it was <laughs> like, oh, this is, this is, this is a problem. And then it was like another 20. Yeah. So, I mean, you're, you're talking like... Okay, gotcha. It yeah. doesn't happen overnight. And it was like the pre, it was like the pre-move eating frenzy sadness, loneliness, why are we actually moving? Why did I say yes to this? Let me just shove all those emotions down about how I don't want to do this because I'm trying to be like superstar, obedient wife, or I don't know what I was thinking, but I, what I know is I was not addressing my emotions. I was not talking to people about what was really going on. And I was lying to myself which manifested in long john chocolate donuts and pizza. <laughs> <laughs> good to me. <laughs> I mean, now some of you out there, you're you're like my husband and you're like you've had the same pants since 1982 and <laughs> I love you people because I'm like that is how I know I am not a normal. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> sure that I'm not sure that that's really the norm though. I feel like maybe more of the norm is the <laughs> You know, whether it's food or whatever. And our friend Donna Clark Love, I, I yeah. will always post a link to our book when we when we yeah. have our chats. But she has a chapter in our Thrive book about that specific thing, sort of kind of addiction, but also just what are you using to kind of cover up those emotions. So, so when I when I'm talking about your morning, for example. And it's like, it's, it's not that you want to be that person that's always complaining about your morning, but when you have a pattern of just not talking or having a circle of friends or a community, or maybe even a counselor or a good friend, or, you know, now I look at my life and it is like so dramatically different. My day this morning, I was up at 5.30. I met two really good friends at the activity center less than a mile from my house. I've talked to three colleagues before, you know, 6.45 in the morning uh, because I do some check, some really intentional check-ins now that I never used to do. Um, mm -hmm. I'm doing this kind of inventory in the morning, inventory in the evening, where I'm asking myself, was I kind and loving towards my kids? Did I accept their confidence? Um, did I accept life on life's terms? Um, what did I do right? What could I have done better? I'm actually just trying to slow down, Tammy. I have just been, you know, living so fast. And I think a lot of people do. It's just like the next thing, the next thing, the next thing. Now it's, it now we're making lunches. Now we got this. Now we're going to soccer. Now we're doing this. This thing of busyness is so effed up. I don't even know how to say it. <laughs> 
you know, and I wrote about it in my chapter. It's like, we rob ourselves with hurry and indecision. And so part of my recovery has been about slowing down in the morning. So I did, you know, I took about five or seven minutes in my Bible this morning. I read a really powerful verse Mm -hmm. on, um, I think it was Isaiah 18. I just open up sometimes. I'm not super prescriptive about that kind of stuff. I just want to get quiet in the morning for a few minutes. I want the first thing coming into my brain to be truth, pure light, not not my phone, not what the world is telling me, not the latest coronavirus and Trump, <laughs> whatever stuff. It's like yeah. we can just, you guys, we're we're just getting so swallowed up in like the stuff of the world. And so just to come back and be centered. And I just have to remind myself too in this election season, <laughs> I just thought of this, you know. It is not my job to run the White House. I'm trying to run run Jenny's house, you know? What? And it's just like, we just get so out there though with with that kind of stuff. And Well, and are are you calling some of these things, um, because uh, you talked about big T trauma and little T trauma. Are you saying that some of these things we do to ourselves fall in the realm of little T trauma? Is that what we're? Absolutely. Absolutely. And like Renee, Brene Brown really focuses on that in terms of like, this is trauma, this is trauma, this is trauma. You know, these, these things that being excluded, being left out, racism, you know, and, and just kind of tempering, like allowing people to feel their feelings that when something impacts them in a profound way, that's their experience, that's their perception, that's their reality. And so plowing through things and not feeling emotions, uh, I'm the role model on that does not work out well for me. <laughs> well, so one I- of the things I one of the things I want to get across to the listeners is just take time to feel your emotions and your thinking. And I'm telling you, we just got to get up earlier in the morning because when I, when I reflect back on that season, it's like, if my kids are waking me up in the morning, I'm screwed. If they're up before you and then you have to, yeah. So like, I'm talking this on the front of like the mom life, the, the professional life, the teacher life, the principal life. It's like, what started to happen for me as we were moving the six months before we moved is I was starting to like, kind of go into just sadness, worry, fear, people were sad we were leaving. People were upset we were leaving. I mean, I found this out later when we came back. Like I was so, when you move away, you don't realize like the people that you are, like they're so sad too, you know? And just just to to be, to make sure, like when I moved, I did not have that experience at all. I was excited and so I think it's at least just fair to mention that for sure, whoever's listening, that we all have like, like different things that are going to like when we were moving back is <laughs> when I was like, oh, and, and if you're listening and you're one of my friends or you're in my family, please don't misunderstand. That's not it at all. But I think I'm just a person mm-hmm. who loves change. I love exciting new adventures. I love my family and my friends, but I did love I, I loved where we lived out in Southern California. So it was just a really fun adventure. 
See, and I think that's, we had had that, we had that same experience in our, in our first move and then our second move here. And then, I don't know, I just think it's ages and stages. And it was just sort of more of like a white knuckling experience (laughs) for me. Yeah, well, and I wanted to, I want to say too, I'm so grateful for the move because it changed my life. I was taking for granted a lot of the relationships and things that I had going on here. And I think that's part of, of life and unpacking different experiences. Here's the other thing, just for those of you, another resource. If you are moving or you know someone who's moved, there's a wonderful book called After the Boxes Are Unpacked. And it's by a Christian woman. Right. I think Focus on the Family put it out. And it's about, so when you get to your new location, you're around all different moms and people that have moved, maybe from a variety of churches, that group changed my life in Ohio because I got into that group and I, and that was the group that walked me through uh, when I lost all my hair and we met weekly and these people, I mean, that group of women, I'm telling you, they, I had no they idea. Changed, yeah. I mean, I love those ladies that, that was one of those w- women in that group was, when my hair started falling out, I, I, I sent a text message out to the group and I said, who can meet me? I just got to shave everything off. And two of the ladies met me, <laughs> shaved all my head off, hair off. Because once it starts coming out, it's kind of like really annoying. <laughs> so again, I, I, I proceed in this conversation with caution because everybody does different things. People do caps on their heads. People do all different kinds of things. But for me, I just want to give a shout out to community groups of people, you know, that fellowship um, was, was game changing for me. That's amazing. I had no idea that existed. Um, I want to say something else too, which is weird because um, I, I don't know exactly. So when you're talking about, you and I haven't really talked a lot about my study and what I do, but what I talk about is not getting identity in stress. Um, and I also talk a lot about distinguishing between what are just, I hate to use the word normal, I'm yeah. doing air quotes, but for lack of a better word right now, that's all I can come up with, but sort of normal daily life, like what happened during the morning, you know? Uh, yeah had to drop off Emma was that was just part of it and things are going to happen and so distinguishing between that and distinguishing between things that are truly like out of what you would sort of anticipate in daily life for example cancer or the tornadoes that we had here or financial sudden financial ruin and and I talk about that because it, it worries me. And I'm afraid that what I'm saying now is going to sound contradictory to what you're saying, but I love that we're going to be able to have a conversation about this and you can help me figure this out with you. Um, it, it's, it worries me so much that we have commercials and things in life that tell us that life is just terrible. And so it scares me that we start looking at our lives as just being way too overwhelming when most of the things that are happening are just things that we do in life, you know, does that make sense? I, yeah. So I think what I hear you saying is it's like perspective, right? 
Yeah, I just want, I, I love that women bond during their conversations um, and what you talked about, like you need that community of women to get together and just maybe vent or talk about the difficulties. But what I don't want to happen and what I see happen and what I found in my study is happening is that we get our identity through it. And then let's say there's a woman in your group who's mm. not having any difficulties that day. Sometimes she feels judged because things happen sometimes, primarily with women when you're talking. It's like, oh, well, great that you can sleep well all the time. You know, you must not have kids or, and it becomes mm -hmm. like a social evaluation of your life. I don't know. That was so quick. No, no. What you're, what you're, what you're tapping into is so powerful because we as women, we like to talk. We want to relate. We want to know we're not alone. We want to know someone else identifies with what we're going through. So let me speak to that because I, I know what you're talking about where somebody kind of goes out outside the lines and like, whoa, there, there's like that moment or there's an uncomfortable feeling with regards to a, an interaction like that. And that group. Here's what I, here's hey, what I want to say. Let me say one more thing. Do you mind? Yeah. Just, just to make sure as you're kind of processing what I'm saying, it is weird for me to hear daily things like even my morning labeled as trauma that's weird for me like i'm thinking no that's i don't see how that could be considered trauma this is where you're going to help people <laughs> <clears throat> right and, and and so here's the thing too because i think p ptsd and all these things are, are thrown around a lot like these terms they are oh lordy 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 i mean so i mean I'm not going to pretend I have the answers to this. I'm what I want to just offer is get in groups and around communities of people. Like I'll give, I'll give a quick example. There's a life group that my husband and I have been a part of for almost 10 years. Like These a church other, group or just like a, a, like a life church a group. Friend. Okay. Like friend. Friend, church group, right? The group has changed over the years. Couples have come and gone and moved we have stayed planted in that group because it serves a specific need in our relationship and it's rooted and he loves the men in it. And, but I know that I need to also be in this women's group over here and this speaker sister group over here and this community over here that I can't address all of my specific stuff with XYZ situation in that group, in that setting. Does that make sense? It does. And I think that's part of what happens in the circles of women that you're talking about. Mm -hmm. um, if somebody, like, if like, uh, if somebody goes to a, a group and they feel excluded, minimized, hurtful words are said, they feel judged, that can be traumatic for people. Mm -hmm. And I know that's like, whoa, that's you know that because that was me. I was like. I'm no, that's not trauma. Like, come on people. Like that's a little over the top, but I think it just gave way to handling some of the smaller things in life that I wasn't addressing that now I'm going like, like even the, one of the first counselors was like, you have post-traumatic stress disorder. I was like, shut your mouth. I do not. <laughs> but then but see, that label actually had me look then and go, whoa, okay, yes, these things happen in a short amount of time. 
it kind of gave me an avenue to just do an autopsy on that. So it allowed you, because people have to, people have to do that. People have to do that work themselves, and this yeah. is what I suggest. I suggest Brene Brown's book, Dare to Lead. I suggest if you're in a situation where you're a, you're moving, you know, get in a group where you can get with the movers. You know, cause community. That's my big message, Tammy. Is you no, know, I keep hearing that come up again and again when we talk yeah. outside podcast world. You talk about community. Yeah, and like, there's nothing like um, uh, like the twelve step community, the communities of if you've ever gone to an AA meeting or um, Al-Anon, I'm, these meetings are so amazing because there's anonymity, people are telling things and there's a liveliness to it. And I share that because those meetings, even though I don't identify in all of them, there's just a transformative dynamic energy there. And Brene Brown invites people to check that kind of stuff out because she's a recovering alcoholic and did not have a low, low bottom. Um, but just again, with somebody on the lookout and on the, you know, the, the, you know, she sat down with her first sponsor and the person was like, well, you kind of overeat, you kind of do this, you kind of do that. You kind of drink me like you're not a purist, <laughs> which is kind of what drove her in her research. And I think a lot of us can identify with that. Um, those types of behaviors, right? Like, um, so that's, I guess that's where I would, I would go with it. And I think, again, because we don't know each person, like what they have stacked up. Yes. Like, so for me, if I went to that, that, that was something that happened to me, Tammy, I was kind of that person in your research study. It's like, this happened, this happened, this happened, this happened. And I could not find a way in, you know? until I did. And I think the Holy Spirit plays into that. I think, um, oh, definitely. it's all part of the journey. And I think that's the other part of something that's kind of a pain point in churches is like a lot of these groups are not well run. You know, you have volunteer people, you have a mom that's just as tired as you are. And you're, she's expected to like be some superhero at this group. It's like, no, like life group kind of things. Is that what you mean? Yeah. yeah, or just like we have groups at our church, you know, like Moms in Prayer, mm. Moms International, yeah, you know, parenting, stuff like that. So we just have to remember we're all human, you know. So what would you, we've got like, I don't know, seven or eight. No. Yeah. Minutes. Let, let's try to do even a one, two, three or a one, two or a one, two, three, four. So if, if whoever's listening there I like it when you call in fact I'm going to put that down stacks I feel like that is like the name of a book or a something stacks right mm -hmm. so if you have someone who maybe has stacks it's just this upon this upon this upon this um maybe they don't even know that they did until they listening you know maybe you're listening and you're thinking oh I am stacking and stuffing. Oh, that's another good one because you said stuffing. So I put stacking and stuffing. Maybe they think I am stacking and stuffing. I, I didn't realize I'm not addressing this. What, what are we going to say to them? I know you've said it throughout, but let's put it succinctly at the end so they can hear it. What, what do you want them to do? What will help? 
the first thing is try to slow down and identify what you're feeling and get somebody else that you can be in a dialogue with about it, not a monologue in your own head. Okay. That dialogue could be a 12-step group person that's a sponsor. It could be a counselor. It could be a mental health professional. It could be a pastor at your church. It could be a close colleague. But I recommend getting into dialogue with someone else about what's really going on. The other thing you can do personally, the second thing you can do is journal yourself. What is it that you really want? What is it that you don't want? Sometimes you have to identify what is most important by seeing it on paper instead of thinking or talking about it, seeing it on paper. Makes a big difference. Makes a big difference. There's things that have rolled around in my head that when I write them down on paper and then I say them out loud, I'm like, oh my word, what am I talking about? I did. Um, I don't think I've invited you to my, I have a private group on Facebook now that I only had 70 people because I started it a couple years ago, but I never really went with it. But two days ago I did and I invited people and they invited people. And now there's like 220 women in this group. And I wrote this quiz to see like what level you are in this thing I call the stress club. But to your point about paper, the, one of the questions that I put in the quiz was, and I'm not exact wording. I don't remember, but it's something like if I hear, if my friend says, that they slept well or took care of themselves, I'm likely to think or say, and the two options were, well, that's really great, or must be nice, you must not have a lot going on. So I had to make sure they understood, when you see that on paper, you're probably going to go, well, I would never say must be nice or think that, because you see it on paper, and it Mm -hmm. looks, but then we really do it. I mean, people do it even, so when you're thinking thoughts, you don't even realize you're having them, but when you put them down on paper, mm. it changes everything. So I'm really glad you said journaling because it changes everything. It's a big journaling. Deal. Journaling changes everything. I'll have to check out your group too, because I think, I think that we just, the, the third thing is just your self-care plan. Mm. And that's mm. at one of your chapters in our book. Yeah, it's just like, what is your plan for self-care? What, and, and do you need accountability around it? Like, do you need, you know, a course of this, of that, a, a daily reminder? Like, what is it? But we're wired for connection, you know? And I'll just say this about that particular comment. And I think that's where the spirituality of what I've experienced has been so profound is it's a spiritual axiom that if I am jealous upset saying anything about anybody else it's because my I have a problem with that in myself yes so you know what I mean any problem any resentment fear that we have about somebody else has something to do with oh I didn't create a good boundary there this person did and now I'm looking at that person and whatever that comment was in your in your Facebook group you know it's like that's a spiritual axiom that if, you know, if you got time on Facebook, you got time for taking care of yourself too. So get up, drink your water, get your butt moving in some particular way because it changes all the biochemistry in our body. Instead of being lonely, afraid, 
in a monologue by yourself, just get out there. You know what I like though, that what you said about self-care, um, do you, have you heard of Jean Baker Miller? Mm-mm. She passed away. She wrote a book called a new psychology for women. And then she started a research center and I'll post links for this in the show notes. And I think you would be really interested. And it talks, they talk a lot about the fact that we're wired for connection, women, especially, but men too, we're all wired to be connected. When I hear the word self-care, sometimes I, me personally, I get a little, I have to stop for a minute because, well, let me say what I love about you first, before I tell you why you balance self-care in the way you do it and the way you talk about it with your desire to also serve and be connected. There are sometimes there are people if that when they hear self-care, they then suddenly say no to everybody and everything mm-hmm. because they're strictly focused on, they think that self-care means, you know, no, I'm not doing anything else. But sure. you're clear to point out you have to take care of yourself. You talked about the oxygen mask, but we're wired for connection and to serve and to be a part of a group. And I I love that about you. Uh, Well, I think it's, I think we're all on the journey, right? Of like, you can look at selfish self-centeredness out of self-care, or you can look at self-care. You could change the word to resilient, the resilient educator, you know, the resilient mom, is the one that I, I know, I know this is so hard for so many people because we go, we're, we're the moms and we're the caretakers and we're the women. But I'm, I'm, I'm saying if, if I, I am so much better in the morning when I am not woken up by my kids, when I take that hour in the morning to myself and get my head straight with whatever, rituals and traditions or things that I like to do, whatever that is for you, do it. Even if you can have 15 minutes or five to thrive, right? If you don't have five minutes, you don't have a life. Somebody told me that one time I had a newborn baby and I was like, okay, I guess I don't have a life as I went away crying. You know, it's like (laughs) get a babysitter, get something, you know, and this stuff, when I was in my funk of all funks, um, in 2018, I could not even hear these basic, get a babysitter, get some help, get an hour off. No, I can't. No, I can't. Like, I can't. No, 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 no. no. No, There was so much, right? So that's where that has to stop. And sometimes things have to get so bad for us that, you know, geez, Louise, now now I'm going to change. So we're talking about being proactive. We're talking about making big mistakes and circling back and every day is a fresh chance. None of us do it perfectly, but it's fun to be on the journey together with people that are up to something. Well, it is. And this is a huge conversation as we wrap everything up. Like I feel like we could do a session every single week and not cover it, but I'm going to, I do want to make this more of a conversation with other women. Um, Let's figure out how to do that. Um, Because I think the bottom line too is, life is not supposed to suck. It's really not. And I think there's just this underlying, and this is going to sound so mean and please just know my heart. My heart is not about being um, shaming or critical at all, but 
you hear all the time, oh, this is such an awful world and there's never been so much stress in the world and there's never been, we never been this and we never, but then you look historically at when families had to have like multiple children because many of them died or, I mean, I just, we have advertisers and television telling us that the world is terrible and I'm not saying there are not challenges and you know what, you may be going through something just terribly awful right now and but but daily life gosh we should try to make it a good life but mm -hmm. we're told that we're not supposed to so it's a big conversation what you're talking about it's big 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 well and so, I think that's why we have to get back into good words good scriptures what God is saying because that gets our head on or the other way to say it, the universe, you know, I'm not here to preach to anybody. The, I'm, I'm all about, you know, the universe where the attention goes, the energy flows, mm -hmm. you know, so whatever we're paying more attention to is capturing that attention. So it's, a, I mean, like, here's the thing, here's what I want to leave you guys with. Okay. If we knew how powerful our thoughts are, if we really grasped how powerful our thinking is and how it manifests in our entire body and being, we would be so careful about what we think and said. We would watch our tongues so much more carefully. And that's what I want to leave you guys with is that the, the neuroscience on this is just startling. And so pay attention to what you're thinking and you're saying and get around other people that can help you stay in that positive direction or just get with, get with your spirit, you know, your, your inside. Send me anything that you think would be lay person level, I guess, if there's any of the neuroscience stuff um, okay. that will help because you're right. I mean, life and death are in the power of the tongue. Um, renew your mind. Don't conform to the ways of the world. Mm -hmm. All of those things are telling us how to live. So let's do a better job. And We're all in this together. Let's help each other. That's what it's about. Let's do it. Well, you're amazing. I'm assuming we'll be doing another one at some point. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I love you, Tammy. I love you too. Bye-bye. And sadly, especially with Jenny, that is our time for today. I am praying every day for our country our leaders, our health care teams, people affected. And I really know that what she talked about today is going to help you and maybe even focus your prayers both outwardly toward others and towards yourself. So I hope you will join me in doing that and in staying mentally and emotionally healthy. As always, I always ask you to please pass this show link along to a friend or two. It helps so much if you subscribe and download and review wherever you are listening. That might be iTunes or Stitcher or Spotify, wherever it is. Be sure to look around my website at TamiWest.com to get information if you would like for me to speak at your next event, which at this point looks like it could be in 2021, hopefully not. And also all of the links that I promise will be there. I would love for you to follow me on Facebook, all those other social media outlets. The links will be in the show notes. If you are a woman and you haven't joined my private Facebook, The Stress Club, please do that now. Um, it's funny, I was listening to Jenny to our recording, which was the beginning of March. And I think I said there were 200 women and now we're up to getting close to 700 women. 
So please join. It will be your daily source for exiting the life of stress. The link will be in the show notes. Thank you so much for staying with me during all of this. I hope that things have helped. Thank you for growing our community. And do remember that I pray for you every day. And I hope that you remember to love, to serve, to feel worthy, to grow, to connect, to change, and to be the best person you can be for yourself and for the other humans in your world, because we are all in this together. And until next time, consider yourself hugged.